This is the 69th episode of Stockholm Legacy Report, a podcast about paper legacy. My name is Victor Berns. With me, as always, are my dear co-hosts, Robinson Sena and Gustav Riester. We are also joined by very special guest star Gustav Bustet, newly minted national legacy champion of Sweden. War welcome to you, dear listener. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nice and welcome Gustav. Thank you, thank you. Stockholm Regressive Report can be found every week on the TopTech app. This episode will be all about Gustav's run at the Swedish Legacy Nationals earlier in November. First, though, we need to give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit better. So, Gustav, could you please tell us when did you start playing Legacy? What do you play and why do you love it? I started playing Magic back in 2005 and I jumped into Legacy 2007, I think. The format was called 1.5 back back in 2007. I used to play a green-white uh, Terageddon way, way back. Man, that's sick. <laughs> super sweet deck. Super sweet deck. That's awesome. Maverick is sort of the predecessor of that deck, isn't it? So? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's the reason why I'm playing Ma- uh, Maverick today, because that deck got pretty bad around 2011, 2012, and... Around 2013, along with Thalia and cards like that, people were starting to play Maverick. And I jumped on around 2013 as well. I think uh, the, break, the breakthrough with Maverick was like GP Strasbourg 2013, if I'm correct. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's right. Strong showing. Were you ever down in the survival trenches with the green-white survival builds? <sighs> that, was, uh, that was a little bit earlier with Vengefines, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they got they got banned, so they were like the aggro the aggro version. But then there was also just like the uh, silver bullet build of the deck without Vengevines. There was just like hate bears and how to fetch them. That was such a nasty deck. But then it, it got banned. But I think Maverick kind of also just came out of that because people were like, these cards are just good on their own. Yeah, probably. Like survival of the fittest as a tutor got replaced by another green tutor, pretty much. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did not. I did not play the survival deck. Uh, I played it a little bit in 2006, 2007 when it was red, green, and black. But mm. uh, I did not play it like after 2007. I did not. All right, cool. So let us dive into the Legacy Nationals. You and 110 other people showed up to compete. A very nice showing, I'd say, by the way. Great numbers there. And you played Maverick, of course. Could you give us a rundown of your uh, deck list? Yeah, I'm playing two nobles, I'm playing two birds of paradise, three mother runes, I'm playing four thalias, four knight of the reliquary, one scrib ranger, one collector roof, two endurances, one questing beast, one ramion up excavator, one knight of autumn, dryad arbor, three prismatic ending, four green sun zenith, four swords, two plowshares, three once upon a time and a grist. And then I have uh, Sejiri's step and Bujuka bog as my utility lands. A lot mm. of other players they run they they run with cradle and like blast zone so mace of it sometimes but uh, but I'm on Sejiri step and Bujuka bog. Why is that? I played the deck with cradle like many years ago, but uh, Maverick was kind of a different deck before Endurance was printed. Before sure. en- before Endurance was printed, people were running like Stoneforge Mystic and Sylvan Libraries and Scavenging Ooze, Hex Drinkers, cards like that. They have very good synergy with Gaius Cradle because they're mana hungry. In my mm. opinion, Maverick nowadays, like those cards are, they are not super good because the format is so quick. 
like you don't have the turn to dirtle as much anymore so you need to have like instant interaction like endurance and stuff like that i see that you play one copy of uh, the number one favorite card on our podcast which is grist the hunger tide <laughs> and uh, every time a guest shows shows up with a deck list that has grist we have to ask how was grist performing for you i mean grist is amazing like you can do so much with that card. It's uh, you can like having the the option to green sun for removal versus a merc tide. This is huge. It's super huge. Of course. And like some some people they like to play containment priest too. And if they flash it in while uh, in response to green sun, you can just get the planeswalker instead because it's a. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's so nasty. It does <laughs> like it. It just gets through all of those nasty things. Uh, like your opponent is sitting with a force of negation in hand or something. You just play Grist. You know, it it feels great. Yeah, Grist is super strong. Yeah, and one thing that I really want to point out, uh, I really love that you know you call this a Maverick deck and you have Gadok Teague in the sideboard. I mean <laughs> that's. I don't know. It just warm. <laughs> it makes me so happy to see. Like, is it really Maverick without the old Grump? <laughs> Garak Teague. It, it used to be super strong in Maverick, and then like, I I think I've never cut Garak Teague from my seventy five. It's been good for like, in every meta. Like people, they they go away from it, but I don't think it's correct because it's just so many decks where you can just board it in. And it's super strong. Like elves, you shuts down the the natural order plan versus mm. like combo. It's super strong. Good versus planeswalkers, obviously. Can defend you versus supreme verdict if you're playing versus some kind of pile. Like Garakteek can like is super strong. In my list, it's kind of bad sometimes though because I'm on three prismatic endings and uh, like the green sun, so it's some nonbo there. Yeah. But in the matchups where you need Teague, like that doesn't matter anyway. In yeah, my opinion. exactly. Yeah, it's probably hurting more for the opponent when Teague is in than that you can't green sun and win faster. Yeah, usually. All right, so let's have a look at the actual tournament. Seven rounds of Swiss followed by top eight. You sit down for your first round and you shuffle up against Cephalid Breakfast. I didn't realize it was Breakfast first though because they went like they went turn one vial with... Uh... With Tundra, I think. Mm. But they didn't show Yorian. So I thought I was playing versus like Esper Vile because all of the Cephalid Breakfast decks they use Yorian. Like typically. I play like and game one was so it was so favorable for me because I had prismatic ending for the vial, I had wasteland for his uh, like land, I had Thalia and he did not have another vial. So I didn't see much. But in game two he played the uh, the nomads and then I instantly knew that yeah, he's on Cephalid Breakfast. Game two was a wash too. I can't recall what happened, but uh, it was it wasn't that hard. It's a good matchup for Maverick, I think, especially my list uh, that does uh, three prismatic ending main deck. So, like the removal is the most important cards there. Yeah, obviously, you need to get rid of the vials, and you kind of like you need to you need to have shit for their nomads and uh, the threats. You, if, if you control the threats, they run out of gas really quick. They, they they're only playing like four brainstorms, and then they are on force of wills and stuff. Mm. So if you if, like if you can just uh, control the, the threats especially if they're not playing yorion they're gonna r- run out of gas like very fast and you can outgrind them super easily with maverick i think right because like cephalid is one of the decks where like endurance is not such a good graveyard hate against so you, you can't really rely on that it it can be really good i guess like if they if you respond to the dread returns so it fizzles or right, something like if that. they don't therapy first yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
but it's I don't know. It seems like a pretty good matchup now when you're talking about it. Like Collector yeah. Oof is uh, also a banger. Like turns off their Shuko and Vile. I don't know. I'm starting to buy it that it's that it's nice. To be honest, I don't know much about the deck. I played it a couple of times only, but uh, I've never had problems versus it. Endurance can do the work sometimes, but yeah, I, I think I've lost like one round versus the deck, and the Endurance didn't do it that time. All right, so then on to round two, you sit down for the first but not the last time against Delver. <laughs> Blue Red Delver, best best deck in the format by far, I think. I expected people to play Delver and combo. Uh, that's the reason why I'm running four Thalia's main deck and and like a lot of endurances. Like my thought on the deck list was I'm gonna run cards that are strong versus uh, Delver and combo at the same time. That's why I'm not playing shit like Stoneforge Mystic and other cards like that. I'm playing like endurances, Thalia's and stuff. And uh, round two versus Delver, game one was super gnarly. I, it was so gnarly. I was on four life. I knew I couldn't fetch. We like he had a lot of pressure. But uh, somehow I, I could stabilize and I got like Scrib Ranger with Knight of, uh, Knight of the Reliquary online. And I was able to like barely close the game with a Sejiri step uh, and untap attack uh, oh. with Knight. That's nice. Mm. That's a nice combo. That is sick. Yeah, that's why that, that's why I like Sejiri step so much because you can you can like cheese. So you, can, you can get so many steals. Like you can steal games with, with a huge knight. If you have two knights or one knight plus scrib, you can just get it and then attack for like 10 or something and just close out the game. I don't think I had any business winning that game, but uh, turned out uh, I did. Uh, game game two, I got smashed. You know, sometimes they have the, you know, they have threat uh, turn one, threat turn two, they have days backup. They're on the play. It's super hard to beat Delver if they have, uh, if they have that. Yeah. Uh, so I got smashed by Delver in the second uh, second game and third game I, I really can't remember but I think they mulligan I was on the play which is super super important in that matchup and they had a bad mulligan down to five or something and I I, wa- I think I wasted wasted them out played Talia and they just couldn't do anything in game three well that does it yeah but then again in in uh, the next round round three you faced Delver again and it didn't go so good that time, right? No, I got my shit beat in by Delver that round. Uh, that round, that was uh, the round three versus Anthony. He's also a member of the the Swedish um, ELM team yeah. going to Bologna. Yeah. yeah, I got smashed. Game one, he he won the die roll. Was on the play. Had like he flipped two de- two Delvers right, like round two, uh, like on the on the second and third round Ouch. round. I got super smashed. I think I, I were I were on a bad hand like Mulligan down to five, uh, game two and like. He didn't have the nuts, but he had like a good Delver hand versus my deck, so I couldn't do anything. I got smashed zero two. What's your uh, what's your board in board out against Delver? I usually go with uh, like I, obviously I take out uh, Collector Roof. I usually take Questing Beast out too because it's in in that matchup you can't rely on having like super like being able to green sand for four versus the wastelands and days so so i went i I took out questing beast and i think i brought in like skyclaves endurance and spirit of the labyrinth right Uh, some sometimes i've boarded out like one uh, like one of the knights too because they're so prone to getting dazed Mm. Uh, so i think i went like yes minus one knight minus collector roof minus uh, questing beast and uh, minus one knight of autumn and Plus two Skyclaves, plus one Endurance, plus one Spirit. Right, so that's the first three rounds, you're two and one. You're feeling sort of okay at this point? I felt I felt okay, but I was I was kind of down too, because like I, I've tested a lot versus Delver. 
And Maverick has historically been pretty alright versus uh, the the Delver Tempo decks, like all variations of it, like throughout the years. Sure. And I tweaked my list to to be able to like beat Delver consistently. But uh, yeah, I was kind of happy with two one. But uh, I wish it was three uh, zero. Because I've played versus two Delver decks. Right, and the two one you have to win out as well, right? Yeah, so if you if you're two one, you gotta win the rest. That's just how it is. But I wasn't out, so I, I felt good. Like the th- the the first three games are always like the hardest games in, in a long tournament because it's like early, probably didn't get enough sleep. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being two one after three rounds is is usually alright. No, oh, cool. So round four, you sit down and you play sort of. Probably Euro pile. Uh, yeah, they play pretty much every card legal in the format. So, it, it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a pile. It was with Euro, Minskembu. They had Supreme Verdicts. They had oh wow. Uh, yeah, they had Prismatic Ending. Like the Supreme Verdict was from the sideboard though. But like uh, these, like the, I won with two one. I think I I won in like the third time round as well in the last uh, like last uh, game. But Sadly, I can't recall this game at all because it was such a fucking grind fiesta. <laughs> like three games playing playing versus them, trying to like snipe out their their uh, their euros with Boyuka Bog Knight and Endurance, like just grinding against each other over and over and over, like shuffling in all of their cantrips and removal into their own deck, like. It's such such a grind. It's such a grind. This is what you call giving Christopher a hard on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I love this. I'm, I'm not really like I usually want to close the game as well, which I know a lot of these Euro piles. They're just like I'm gonna win ga- game one, and then the opponent is not gonna win game two. If if they don't win game one though, they're in they're in the draw bar- draw bracket <laughs> versus yeah, the exactly. other Euro piles, and the, I mean, that's just a mess. We we deserve each other in in the draw in the draw bracket. But yeah, like winning was it the third round in time that you won? Also, like that must have been felt really good if that was the case. Like not going into a draw because then you might be dead in the tournament already. Yeah, I took some risks too. In order to not draw that game, because a low, low on time, I had to like play into Supreme Verdict, so so I was super nervous. Like yeah, I went all in on board. He had like one card in hand, <laughs> and I was like, please don't 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 find the Supreme Verdict because if he does, I'm just I'm just out of the tournament. That's just how it is. But he did not find it, so I, I was I, I managed to close him out. How do you feel about the like the black splash when it comes to like the control decks? Do you miss not playing red for blast and that kind of stuff that like the Naya Depths deck do? Uh, yeah, of, of course. I've usually run uh, ran Naya for mo- most for the longest time playing Maverick, but uh, the reason why I'm on Black Splash to, uh, for this tournament is because I, I I know a lot of the good players are on Elves in Sweden. There's a lot of good elves players, and and I really like. I was think I, I was thinking it through. The perks of black is having. Uh, I think game one black splash is better versus Delver because you can find gr- uh, Grist with green sounds, right. and Grist is good versus so many decks as well. And Plague Engineers gives you actually a good matchup versus elves. Yeah. Uh, if if you're on red splash, yeah. you have like you, you barely have game versus that deck. If you're if you're on if you're on red. They just Thalia is a is a useless card in that matchup too, so you can't disrupt them. Mm. No, of course. And if you don't have something super strong in sideboard versus elves, you you can't beat them at all. That that that's that's the trade off. My my deck is weaker versus the the piles for sure because I don't uh, have pyroblasts. But 
I can I can beat them too. Like it's a it's it's a bad matchup. I would say forty sixty or something like that versus Pine. Mm-hmm. But it's manageable. You just gotta play super tight as well. Alright, so round five, you sit down and you face a bug with the bloom smog deck. All the rave of, I don't know, February or something. No, I, I had no idea he was playing that until uh, game two, though. Game one, he, he fetched uh, for um, Underground Sea. So I, I immediately put him on Doomsday. I, th- I think he played Thought Thoughtseize as well. So, so I was like super sure he was playing Doomsday. Because I didn't see the tropical, I didn't see anything green. I, I taxed him out game one. I, th- I, I think he only had like one, one land in play. Because they had Thalian Wasteland. Mm. He had no coming back from that. Uh, game two, I, I understood that he was playing Smog. Because uh, the guy playing, I saw him play uh, the day before in the in the team's tournament. And he was playing Witherbloom in that tournament. But uh, I know some people, they like to switch deck after like the team tournament going into the Nationals. So I thought he did that. I thought he was playing Doomsday. But uh, he was playing Bug, uh, Bug Wither Smog. First time playing versus that deck, but... It's important to get rid of the the Witherbloom Apprentice, and uh, I don't know. I think it's a good matchup too for me, especially because I'm on like seven removals and stuff. Yeah, you get like a lot of removal, but then you also have some really mean uh, sideboard cards, like both Cannonist and uh, Mindbreak Trap is pretty bad for them if they just have to go for it. Yeah, I boarded those in because I thought it was Doomsday. (laughs) (laughs) Got (laughs) them. So they were in, they were in. But I don't think I played any of the cards. I I think I played Otherstone Cannonist in game two, actually. I think it was on the board. But I I can't remember the game. I I think it was pretty easy too, game two, for me. Was it a very, like, all-in version with uh, Spirit Guides and that kind of stuff? No, no, it was more mid-rangey. It was more mid-rangey. It was a, it was like a bug pile with uh, wither bloom and uh, a strain of smog. Mm. I, I have no idea how heavy it was on the combo. I think it was on like three or four wither bloom apprentice at least because I saw at least two of them in game two. But uh, I don't I don't even know the archetype to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm not super into that archetype, so I haven't played it a lot. Uh, so at four and one, your round six opponent is uh, one of my old nemesis decks. <laughs> Oops, all spells. <laughs> What a deck! What a deck! It's uh, just uh, draw seven card simulate to try to win game one deck. So it's super, it's super annoying to play versus as a as a fair deck because they can just blow you out of the water be- like before you- because you don't have force negation, you don't have force of will. They they can just like turn one you and I, I got turn one by by it. <laughs> so I was one down versus oops. But it's it's a combo deck. I'm I'm on the play for for like game two. So, so I felt pre- pretty comfortable. All all I need to do is just not not getting like turn one, uh, and I'm fine. He mu- he mulliganed very aggr- uh, like aggressively, uh, so I felt kind of safe not getting turned one. Because if they mulligan da- down to like four, like five or four, they they usually don't turn one you, but they still can. But uh, as long as you can just get uh, survive, like untap on your turn two and like get some kind of hate bear in, you can buy yourself time to just uh, lock down the game. That, and that was the case for game two. Then game three, it was uh, it was so gnarly. I ha- I kept a I kept a pretty bad hand with endurance I think because it's it obviously beats the combo. But he had pre-game precaution. <laughs> Ley line of sanctity. That felt super bad. He did not uh, turn one me though, which is good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to untap and play. I think I played Talia, and I think I drew. He did not turn two me either through the Talia. He he went for the turn three kill, and I got mind break trap. Oh right. Oh. Yep. So I think in the last game, uh, mm-hmm. he 
clutch. Yeah, he went for I think he went for like summoner's pact into something and then like wild cantor, dark ritual and balustrade and uh, I had the uh, the mind break trap for that. So I clutched it out that way. I don't know, it feels feels so weird to steal games with mind break trap because it's like you 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 win games that you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, but they're up to no good. So like that's uh, <laughs> it's only fair. Yeah. They they're they're not really deserving their wins in the combat step like me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I can also think that like Gadok Teague must be such a like monster in this matchup yeah, of as course. well. Of course. Because Dread Return. How yeah, of do course, I? Of course. It feels like uh, getting to that turn two. But yeah, that's true for a lot of decks against Oops. Like, don't die on turn one. Uh, it's, it's just uh, what it's all about playing versus that deck, not getting turn one. <laughs> it's, it is the best deck in the format if they draw the, the right cards in, in their seven. That's why I call it like a turn one win simulator deck. Alright, so then round seven, win and in, and you are five and one, but you play this one out. Uh, yeah, we played it out. It was me versus uh, Johan Hansson. We were talking about the draw, but Johan was on the eighth place in the Swiss, and I think I was like on the seven. Mm. I think I even offered him the draw, but I don't know. We, He felt like he wanted to play, and I, I was fine with, with playing too, because... There is a small chance I will not get top 8 if I draw, and I know when, when playing top 8, being on the play every game is is so huge too. So I had I, I was happy playing as well. And you faced the, the super new hotness that everyone is loving in November, the Mono White Initiative deck. Yeah, the, the flavor of the month deck right now, the, the, the dungeon <laughs> stompy. The thing is, when, when I played it, like this was the first time I played versus it. I've heard about it, but I didn't think it was going to be a real thing in paper. <clears throat> I, ha- I really had no idea what to do against it. But since they're playing City of Traitors and Ancient Tombs, they're playing Chromox. It's a deck that it's kind of like playing like vers- like if you're playing versus Death and Taxes, you need to keep them off five mana for obvious reason. And uh, versus this deck, you need to keep them off four mana. If if you can do that, you you have a you have a good chance at winning. You also if you have removal for their threats. They ran out of gas. I had an idea of how to play versus the deck, but I had no idea what uh, what kind of hate they would uh, play versus me. So in game one, Yuan uh, went for Chalice on zero on, on his turn one. And uh, I was like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, Chalice on sure. zero, you have it. You're not going to get turn sure, one. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I untapped. I played like land dork past. He played chalice on one. And I was like, dude, I already have my dork in play. <laughs> uh, so I didn't mind that. And uh, then he played, I think he played elite spellbinder or something. I, I had removal for that. And uh, game one was pretty easy. Oh, yeah. Important here is he played suppression field Ooh. in game one. That's Ooh. a nasty one. Yeah, I had to. It's it can be super strong versus my deck because Knight of the Reliquary, Wastelands, and uh, fetches, uh, etc. Mother runes. So uh, I I fetched in response, got my land, and uh, I was I was fine. Playing game two, he was on the draw. Can't remember what happened, but he plays suppression field in uh, on his second turn. Then there was some miscommunication here and a judge call. It's hard to explain what happened, and I don't think uh, I, I don't want to go into like super deep details here. No, sure, no problem. But like uh, in the end, I couldn't fetch my land when he played uh, the suppression field, uh, so I got blown out that game. Game three was it was back and forth. 
like a street fight <laughs> super back and forth like he had a, he had like solitudes for my threats i had plows for his i i had some like really good draws in the mid game like i draw back to back sorts of plowshares was that was huge and he ran out of gas but he like he refused to die like he just refused to die like i was i was like going for lethal he was playing off the top and like drawing like solitude pitching his only card drawing a new card oh it's an answer for your dude but eventually <laughs> eventually i got there eventually i got there so was the initiative ever in play and you were like trading it oh no man like for for the for the second game he was doing the rp stuff with the 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 dungeons and stuff but snowball so fast yeah if they connect with that it's game over i think so the plan is to always like if they're beginning to like going through dungeons and stuff like to be honest i have no idea like what all of the dungeons do but i guess they win <laughs> like the dungeons is a mystery like i got a reminder t-shirt from my co-host <laughs> here what uh, lost mine <laughs> fan delver does because i last last nationals i came to the uh, event without a token <laughs> So I made a flow chart and uh, my co-hosts were like, that's not good. So they printed the token on a t-shirt and now when I play a Serac, I have to wear it. Oh yeah, you, you, so you're playing a Luden, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like these kind of interactions in, in Magic. I'm a huge fan of Legacy, I like the old cards. I'm I'm not very happy about that deck having to like play versus... I think it's like super roleplay playing versus the like initiative dungeon stuff. But I guess I, I say that because I'm super bad at like knowing what, what the hell it does even sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I kind, of, I kind of agree because what makes... For me, when Magic is at its greatest is when it's kind of easy to keep track of things mm. and the monarch is on the exact right level of it's being easy to track sure and the initiative yeah. is just so much worse than the monarch to keep track of in paper and i saw it uh, we had our league final playoffs this uh, this weekend and i saw a match where like the initiative was just swinging back and forth and i was like how do you keep track of that and i think they had one token they, they didn't even have a token for it god damn and they were both mo- moving through the mines yeah yeah and i was like this is a nightmare yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't like to play that i think uh, the thing with the initiative deck and uh, like the reason why it's so hot right now is because it's only the player who plays it who actually knows all of the <laughs> all of the stuff right. like they have a they ha- yeah they Allegedly. Ha- especially like especially <laughs> in paper they have they have such an advantage because people they don't understand exactly how strong it's gonna be if they if they can like go online with the with the with the initiative and dungeoning Right, so you're coming out at six and one, pretty high up on the the rankings. But that result, you must have been. Maverick took home the Swiss, which I was super happy about it. I, <coughs> I wasn't in uh, in in the in the house when they announced the the top eight. I was out smoking. When I came back, I just looked at the standings and saw saw that I was on top. So I was super happy. But wow, I, at the feeling. same time, yeah, what a feeling. But at the same time, I was so tired because when you play Maverick, you play a lot of Magic. 
like when you play oop spells for uh, for seven rounds you it's you don't play a lot of magic all the times but you play 70 minutes of magic yeah exactly i've i've played so much magic like grinding winning 2-1 in like most of the games i was yeah i was i played so much magic that day and after after the the swiss i was kind of tired and then you head into a top eight that's extremely swedish uh, in the quarterfinals <laughs> you face elves i was happy i won the swiss and uh, with the black splash because um it paid off in the top eight. I was playing elves in the quarter quarterfinals and elves in the semis and the first game was versus uh, peter also a member of the team going to uh, Italy. I can't. I can't recall. I won two games. He won one of the games. Plague Engineer did did like did heavy lifting in one of the games. The thing the, the things about this matchup, the game plan with Maverick versus Elves is you need to have two hate bears in play. It's super important. You need to have one hate bear to shut down their natural order, and this hate bear is usually Green Sun Zenith for Teague. And you need to have one hate bear for the Glimpse plan. This hate bear can be either Sworn Canonist, it can be Plague Engineer, can be Spirit of the Labyrinth, uh, of course, pre like with sideboard. Uh, so game one can be gnarly. I think he won game one. Game two was a long game. I misplayed so much in this game. It was embarrassing. You are never embarrassing. <laughs> this was embarrassing. I, he had endurance in play. I had uh, noble hierarch and birds of paradise in play in a lot of creatures, and I and I just I just swing with my birds of paradise into his endurance. I forgot they had reach, and I've been playing endurance all year, like all year long. Yeah, I was all tournament. <laughs> And all tournaments. So it was, it was, uh, it was really like embarrassing. But that like illustrates really well what you said earlier. Like this is, uh, it, it is physically taxing to play these tournaments. And in the top eight, when there are so high stakes, you're gonna do those super weird mistakes. Yeah. Because it, it, it's not like it's even, it's not even like a misplay. It's just something sort of, you sort of lose your head completely. Yeah, it didn't cost me the game. Luckily, this was like deep into the uh, to the mid game, so it, it did not lose me the game or anything. But it was embarrassing. But but it could also have been like the craziest power move. You're like attack with birds. They're like block. You're like it's nothing. It's on. It's on me. No, I, I was. Uh, it was pretty obvious that I that I misplayed. I, I I couldn't mask it very well. I could not mask it very <laughs> <My> well. <head. laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, my opponent is a is a very nice guy, Peter. Like he he brought uh, cookies and stuff for our game, so we had we had we were laughing a lot in this game. <laughs> did you get Did you get the like condolence cookie for your bird? <laughs> yeah, I took one. I took one. For it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he 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 was he was he was he was happy giving one away. But yeah, it was it was super fun playing versus Peter. Uh, and in in the third game, I think I had double plague engineer. And elves can't beat that. Uh, he's he's on he's he's also on the all in elves uh, deck. And they they are like going away from playing abrupt decays in the sideboard as well. And uh, they are not on the fiend or artisan plan either. So if you just jam. Plague Engineer with Mother of Runes in play. The only way they can win is through Progenitus, and yeah. I had I had that covered too with Teague. So it was it was like he couldn't Oof. do anything. Mm. It, it was a lot. It was a lot. It's nasty. So in the semi-finals, then more elves. More elves. The elf master himself, actually, Fluffy on oh, SVM, reigning champion. Yeah, exactly. And um, I know he's super good with the deck. Insane, insanely strong elves player. Peter's good too, but Fluffy has been playing elves for a long time. Game one, 
super interesting game. I actually managed to tax them of playing a lot, uh, some spells early with a wasteland. I think it was in like Dryad Arbor or maybe a Cradle. Can't really remember. All of this, by the way, all of these matches are on the stream. They they were streamed. So I actually stole that game with Endurance. I had Knight of the Reliquary in play and like two Mother Runes. I had a fairly big knight, and the knight in the the knight itself could only like bring him down to three life. And end of turn, I could play Endurance in his like in his end step, tap out, tap up, and then go to combat, giving Mother uh, giving protection to both Endurance and Knight, and like just steal the game. Also, a game where I, I should not have business in that game, but uh, Endurance was super clutch for just taking if. if Taking game one versus elves is is his super clutch. Uh, game two was I he he was on the play. He had a strong hand. My disruption was not enough, and he just went off like he went ham. And I conceded when like he was playing green sun seen it after hoof. Game three, I managed to lock him out completely, just like versus Peter. I had uh, the highlight of that uh, that match was uh, I had Etherstone Cannonist on turn two, I think. But in my turn, I think in my turn three or in my turn four, I went Green Sunseen it for Teague, and he had Natural Order on hand. Dryad Arbor in play. The round before he was able to to play Natural Order into Progenitus, I just jammed Teague. That was the game, and th- and then I then I jammed Double Plague Engineer in that game too, and he was he, <laughs> he, he, but, he but he refi- he refused to die. Like he he had he had oh, Birch <laughs> he had Birch Law Ranger morphs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get through because Mother Rune doesn't pre- give you. Pre- Protection versus colorless. So he was kind of holding the fort there for a while, but uh, amazing. It, it all fell down eventually. Like, I got, uh, I got all day. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. You're completely locked out. So the only two creatures you have is like morphs on like two Burschlo, two morph Burschlo rangers. I just need to draw, <laughs> draw into a big creature. So he refused to die for a while, but then eventually I got there in the end. Right, and then the final match of the day, the last match of this tournament, the finals. You face the epic gamble or horn storm <laughs> yeah i don't know what they call it to be honest it's the it's the like the, the red storm deck with blue splash for echo Vions. yeah epic gamble i think let, let, let's let's say it's epic gamble it's the, it's the list with defense grid uh, too obviously which doesn't do anything versus me in game one i cheesed him out of the win with endurance game two he he won game two the deck did its, did its thing. He got the uh, Echoians into the graveyard, draw seven cards, played Burning Wish, got tendrils, de- dealt exactly 20 damage to my face. The game three, the last uh, the last game of Magic for the tournament, I had a really really strong hand. I had like all of the hate bears. I had I think I even think I had like endurance backups too. In case I was about to get like turn one, I, I don't I don't think that uh, that deck turn once you a lot but it can't i got to untap play Etherstone canonist probably even thalia had tegan play like i had I, ha- I had it all i had it all all angles like i i knew i was winning the tournament when i just jammed the second hate bear down because the only thing i was kind of uh, kind of like afraid of was uh, sometimes they play burning wish into the black pitch there is a black pitch card that gives like minus minus two minus two i think i don't know what it's, what, what it's called oh massacre yeah massacre i think it's called massacre you can you can play it for free if yeah if you control a swamp and if the you opponent can tr- controls uh, planes right yeah, yeah yeah something like that something it's, it's not pitch it's it's that yeah but i knew he was not playing a swamp 
So uh, I I knew I was gonna win because that that there's no way that deck has like an underground sea or something in it. No, and like they have they have like grape shot, but to get there you have to like first burning wish and then have like four or five artifacts to get through canonist to get a good like it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. So yep, I closed out the game the game three versus Hampus as well. Super nice guy. Shout out to him. And uh, that was the tournament. Well played. Yeah, yeah congratulations. That's sick. Thanks, thanks, big thanks. 9-1 and one as well, that's a really good score. Yeah, I'm super happy about being 9-1, especially with a deck like Maverick in a combo-infested meta. Yeah, it seems like you read like the meta game very well, because you, you did play a lot against Elves, Combo and Delver. It was only like the Uro pile that was maybe a bit harder. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm... S- I'm super happy about the the metagame read that I did because I've been playing a lot of Legacy throughout the years uh, the years here in Sweden. I had I had a break for about five years though, but since coming back, I played in Göteborg as well, and I got deep there on the high roller at Gothcon. I realized like Delver is super yeah top four right yeah exactly. I lost to, I lost to Mikael Lindén on his uh, Delver in the in the semis there, but I realized all the strong players are playing Delver or Combo or Elves. So I I tuned my deck to be able to like be able to fight that Maverick nowadays they usually don't play four Thalias in main deck they usually don't play Thalia at all they they they're usually like on punishing fires and sagas and other other things it's like the more popular versions with Minsk and Bowie even I felt like uh, being super low to the ground with Absen and like having once upon a time and a lot of hate bears in sideboard to find with once upon a time was the way to go for paper in Sweden so I'm super happy about. Uh, the list, etc., uh, etc. Et yeah, I really like your philosophy. Like, uh, Thalia just buys a lot of time, and when you get into the mid range hell, like, your deck is one of the most gnarly decks to play against. Yeah, it's a value engine. Yes, I, I, I do. I do really approve of the Thalias. Like, don't cut those, though. Those are holy. How was the once upon a time, by the way? I, l- I love that card. People used to play Sylvan Libraries for th- for the longest of time, but I think you, d- you don't have the time now in Legacy to play Sylvan Library on, like, round two versus Delver or versus Combo or Elves. You, you don't have the time to do that anymore. Obviously, Sylvan Library is a huge card versus Control, but nowadays they're on Prismatic Ending. So I think Sil- Sylvan Library is not... It's not very well placed in Legacy right now. Yeah, I agree, 100%. And Once Upon a Time, it's like, if you play three Once Upon a Times, it's like playing seven Green Sun Zenith and like, you play seven Dorks. So your turn one is going to be really huge. And for some decks, Wasteland is like super crucial. So it's like playing seven Wastelands too, basically. Having the Wasteland on your on your starting hand, finding it with Once Upon a Time. Same with Thalia. So I think Once Upon a Time, is, it's like a green brainstorm for zero mana. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really good card for a deck like Maverick. Having that selection really does a lot for yeah, you. Yeah, I agree. Especially w- when you you know you can see the, what their turn one play is and make a more a better decision when you choose your card. Also, like, do I think that they're on Delver? Which one of these five cards is gonna crush them? Yeah, of them? course. So yeah, I think Once Upon a Time sounds really good. Yeah, and also in combination with like the Plague Engineers for the Elves matchup, the Eldersworn Cannonists for the Storm, and the Kataki against Artifact Sticks, I guess. 
additional ways to find the sideboard uh, haymakers. Yeah, exactly. Normally people are playing the Deafening Silence and cards like that in sideboard for Maverick and uh, Nia Depths. But my, my philosophy for the entire tournament was play cards that are good versus like the, the decks I, I like expect playing versus. Elves, for example, Deafening Silence is a dead card versus Elves. That's why I'm playing uh, Etherstone Canonists with the Once Upon a Times 2. Because Elves, they're not going to turn 1 you. It's, it's not a turn 1 deck. You're going you're gonna to untap on turn 2 versus Elves. So having Etherstone Canonists, being able to find it, being being able to mulligan for the correct hate bears and the Once Upon a Times, it's like gives you gives you edge, gives you reach versus those decks, especially Elves. Well, cool. So next up for you is uh, Bologna, right? The European Legacy Masters. Yes, exactly. The... the the European Legacy Masters, it's on the 3rd of December. So it's it's soon, it's very soon. Do you feel uh, pumped? Yeah, I'm, su- I'm super hyped uh, go- going to Italy. I-, I haven't left Sweden in many, many years. So it's going to be it's gonna be super nice to just go there, play some like super legit magic. And also, I'm, I'm going to stay there for like another two days. So just uh, being able to, you know, go to restaurants, drink wine, being in, being in Italy while it's super cold in Sweden. So I'm... <laughs> I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not jealous at all. So what What are your thoughts about the meta? Expected meta when coming to Italy? <laughs> it's, it's gonna be more like Magic Online, I think, but it's not gonna be as wild. It's gonna be Delver for sure. A lot of Delver gotta expect that. I'm afraid people will be on control and stuff. I don't think decks like Painter and Eight Cast is gonna be huge. I expect uh, since it's in Europe, like Europeans, they love to play Death and Taxes. The Danish guys love it. I know the French play it. So I, I expect playing versus Death and Taxes a lot. Uh, also Delver. I don't know about the Mono White uh, RP Dungeon World of Warcraft deck. Probably that deck is gonna be there. I don't know. I hope not. Naya Depths. Maybe the four-color control deck with uh, with Minsk and Boo is going to be a thing as well. Storm, probably, too. Not not as huge as in Sweden, probably, but it's going to be there. But I'm going to... Elves, too. But the thing is, I don't know which list of Elves. If, if they're going to be on the Fiend Artisan, which is super popular online right now, or if they're going to be on the the usual Elves deck. Yeah, my hot take is that the usual Elves deck is just stronger, but that's just... One old man's opinion that hasn't played against, <laughs> played against Fiend Artisan yet. I haven't been blown out yet, so like... Yeah. No, the, the Fiend Artisan deck is definitely better versus Maverick than the, the combo deck, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. 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 Then you got outs against all of your lock pieces. You just, exactly. oh, nice uh, cannonist. I'm just gonna kill this dead creature and get a grist. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, so Gustav... Big, warm, good luck. All the all the support you can get from us and the rest of the Swedish Legacy community in that endeavor in Bologna. And that is all we have for this week. If you too want to report your run at the Swedish Legacy Nationals, you are welcome to do so in our Discord server. You can find the link in this episode description. And in addition to Discord, you can hit us up on Twitter. We're at STHLM Legacy. We are also present personally on social media. Uh, Gustav, can people find you on social media anywhere? Uh, yeah, they can. They can, fi- they can find me on Instagram. <laughs> and they can find me on Svenska Magic, uh, Caps Lock over there, and Gustav Bistet on Instagram. I don't use Twitter a lot, even though I've retweeted a couple of po- posts uh, lately, because since winning, but yeah, that, that's about it. And you can find me on Twitter at Jakabu. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at MonolithMTG, and uh, if you want to find out more about what's going on in... Uh, 
in the Stockholm Legacy meta, there is now an Instagram called Stockholm Legacy that you can check out where we post some local things. And I'm on the bird site under Disco Drogo. And that is the end of the 69th episode of Stockholm Legacy Report. Thank you, Robinson. Thank you, Sofie Wikström. Special thanks to Gustav Bustad for gracing us with your presence. And once again, big up to you for crushing it at Nationals. Warm luck at the European Legacy Masters. Thanks you for listening all the way to the end. As always, the great Frenes has written our music. If you want to, you can find more of their work over on Spotify. And until our next episode, remember that being a champion starts with seeing yourself as one.